There is a game that has become so big, so grandiose, so extravagant, so wonderful, that it developed its own little world. It has its own little following. It has its own universe, so to speak. And yeah, every game, or all the games that have been ever been released or created, have their own series of devoted fans. Have their own level and range of fans and people devoted to them, and exploring every possible angle that they can, and reaching out in every way that they can. And it goes to levels that most people can't comprehend. And it, the things that people can come up with and create are amazing and wonderful and beautiful and great. I said that twice. I really mean it. There are, and one of the games that comes to mind. I talk about a lot. Talk a lot about Life is Strange, and it's and it's sequel before the storm. Now, a lot of things. A lot of people have said, and a lot of people say that. Its sequel is Life is Strange 2, but I don't know if people will actually say that that's an actual sequel. It's its own standalone game. It doesn't relate to anything. It may, in certain points, it harkens back and refers to the original timeline, the original story. It refers to that and have characters that repeat through it, but. It doesn't continue the story. It doesn't follow follow on the continued story. Well, I'll just say it of Chloe and Max. It doesn't really continue their story, and it's more about two boys, or two brothers, and it's kind of like it's its own standalone adventure, its own standalone game, and it's hard to. It's been harder to get into that, and it hasn't had the following. It hasn't developed the following that. Life is strange. The original Life is strange, and before the, and before the storm has, and there are several several aspects of it, several angles that followers of the game, people who love the game, me, I'm one of them. People who adore, love, and follow the game, explore, and the game takes on a lot of. It, it's a player's choice based game. So a lot of things are given. You're given the option to do. You're given the option for a lot of things, and the end all and play be all and the play out of the game is dependent on the player's choice. Like you choose how the avenues that you follow and that Max follows. You choose all that, and you choose how things are conducted and the way things go. You choose all that. But there's very clear, very very clear evidence throughout the game. That the game is trying to intentionally angle Max towards Chloe, and Max and Chloe were best friends, were BFFs from when they were kids, from when they were very young. Now, Chloe is one year older than Max,、um, but it's it's very clear that there that the game is trying to lean the player towards making choices for Max that lean Max towards Chloe, and you can tell that that's the way. The game wants the player to choose, and that's the way. Like I said, overall, it's the player's choices with the avenue you decide to take. But the game is trying to lean you towards. It's trying to tip Max towards Chloe, and you can see from the inception of the game and from its from its creation point, you can tell that you can tell that Max loves Chloe. 
And you can tell that Chloe is in love with Max. You can tell that. There are things that that characters that people don't say. There's things that Chloe says that is very indicative. Very very indicate indicative. Very indicative, I almost said. Very indicative of a closer relationship than just friends. Um it's it's just the way she acts, the, the way her character acts, and the way she says and how she speaks. Is it? There's something there that Max means more to her than just a friend, just her BFF, who, excuse me, hiccuped, who through no decision of Max's, no direct decision of Max's, left for five years and went on to moved up, moved out here to Seattle. So. And that wasn't that wasn't Max's choice. She just moved with her parents. She just moved out here for five years and didn't, you know, her fault. She didn't contact Chloe. Her fault that. Her fault that. Um, so that was all her choice, not to contact Chloe and everything. Those were her decisions and her choices. And yes, they were bad and yes, they were poor. But she didn't. She chose. She didn't contact Chloe. And and I think I get. Being at the, the 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 age that she was when she came back to Arcadia Bay, and re got in touch with Chloe again, I kind of Max was eighteen and Chloe was nineteen, and I kind of I sort of understand that I get that her like through through the mindset, her mindset that she realized that that distance was it wasn't her choice and she was pulled away from her best friend, but she also realized that Chloe was more than her best friend. She realized in her heart that she had feelings for Chloe and that she loved Chloe and she was in love with her. And she had she knew that she loved Chloe, deeply loved Chloe. And she didn't know how Chloe would take that given that Max moved away. She didn't know that Chloe would see that as Max disregarding her or Max leaving her. And a couple of times when Max came back, and ran into Chloe again, Chloe did say that everyone deserts me or everyone leaves me. My Her dad dies and Max leaves. And so she, she took that, Chloe took that as Max deserting her, Max leaving. And Chloe doesn't take, a, she has abandonment issues. She doesn't take people departing or leaving her. She doesn't, she doesn't respond to that very very easily. And that's very hard for her. So I assume that so I know that, that Max knew that and she knew that her departure she knew that her departure hurt Chloe and she knew that it was difficult for her and she knew that her best friend had those abandonment issues and she knew that that she was going to have that she had that difficulty so she knew that how would she take that not being apart how would physically being apart? How would she take me suddenly getting in contact with her? Would she be open to that? Would she be okay with that? And she 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 doubted that she doubted that she would be she doubted that she would be okay with that. So she had she didn't know like if I contact her if I call her back what do I say? How do I how do I talk to her? And it just it built up built up a lot of angst and anxiety for her in her mind and in her heart. So she kind of sought a way to relieve that, and relieve that was other friends, and other friends she met up here in Seattle. 
But she never stopped thinking about Chloe. She she never pushed... Chloe was never out of her mind, never far from her mind. And she... It was. It's, it's evident. It was very evident that that Max loves Chloe. Kind of. This is. Side note. This is all my podcast. This all the episodes of this podcast are being recorded live, and I'm actually standing on a pathway over Lake Washington right now. So that sloshing you're hearing in the background is is the actual lake going under the boardwalk. So that's the kind of sloshing you may hear in the background. Not a sound effect. It's a net. It's a naturally generated sound effect. The lake creating its own sound effect. So that's the lake sloshing under the boardwalk. Side note there, just so you can explain, like, just if you wonder, like, what the heck is that sloshing noise? What's going on there? That's what that is. Anyway, going back to what I was saying about Max and Chloe. Max knew there's. It was hard for her, and there, and she decided to. She got. I think she got. That's how she went back. She got a scholarship to Blackwell, or as, or as Chloe calls it, Black Hell. She got a scholarship to Black Hell, and she went back, and she ran into Chloe again. And that brought up this, these whole Chloe's anger and uh, Chloe's issues with abandonment. And she felt that Max abandoned her. And it was, it was all that was very tough for Max, and I understand that. All is very difficult and very tough for Max. Because... Like I said, Max loves Chloe. She was in love with Chloe, and vice versa. And at 18 and 19, respectively, for each of them, not the greatest or easiest thing to admit. Or the, the, how do I do? I come right out and say it, or how do I come right out and say it? Do is it is it is it something easy to just to get right out and say? So it turns out it wasn't. And there are, like I was saying earlier, there are several comments throughout the game that Chloe says things that you just don't usually that you don't say to a friend if all you're interested in is being friends there's something else there there's something Chloe wants more there's something else going on there's something else between them and I mean she says there's a quote in the game where she says I just don't think anyone's good enough for you or I just don't think anyone's perfect for you I don't think anyone's good enough for you except me and she's talking, she's talk, telling that to Max. And she's saying, she may be jokingly saying that, or come off jokingly saying that, but part of that is the truth. Part of that is, Chloe really doesn't think that anyone is, 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 good, is good for Max. Anyone is good enough for her except her. And she really, I think she really loves Max. Like she wants, she loves Max like her girlfriend. She wants to date Max, and she, Max is the one person for Chloe that Chloe will make the exception to her rule. Chloe always said, "I will, I will never settle, never settle, never settle down. I, I'm not a monogamous person. I'm not. I will never get married. This is not the person I want to be." And she always, I knew in the back of her head, she always admitted to herself, and would admit to anyone, that she would always settle for Max. She would always settle down. She would marry Max. And she, and in several fanfics that I've read, Chloe proposes to Max. There are several other fanfics that I've read where Max proposes to Chloe, but 
Yeah, there are several, like I said, there's several fanfics that Chloe proposes to Max. And you get the feeling that Chloe always said that she, she, she would never get married. She's not the marrying type. But with the exception to Max, like she will always, she would have always would have married Max. And she would have married her, she would marry her tomorrow. I get the feeling that if given the option, if, if Max and Chloe were given the option to get married tomorrow, they would drop whatever they're doing and do it. Like, okay, not they, I shouldn't say they. Chloe would drop whatever she was doing and she would marry Max tomorrow in a heartbeat not hesitate at all now Max wouldn't hesitate in the sense that she wouldn't hesitate that it was Chloe that she was in love with and that she was marrying Chloe and she was going to make Chloe from her best friend to her wife so she was going to that she was she would have no hesitation about that but she's she strikes me as the two of them of the of the two of them that is more I don't want to say reserved maybe because Max is shyer than Chloe is, but she's the more she's the more traditional, I guess. She'd be the more person, the one that would want a proper wedding. Proper is wrong, wrong word choice. She'd be the one that she would want a more typical, more traditional. Traditional is a better word choice. More traditional wedding. She would want to be. The, she would be the one that would want to have a wedding in front of her friends and family, and to have them all there. Chloe would just. Yeah, fine. Okay. Have them there. I just want to marry you. And I want to be... I want to love you for the rest of my life. And I want to be by your side. And I want to get that done as soon as possible. And I, I, I totally I totally understand Chloe. I totally agree with her. Totally understand. If you love someone as deeply as Chloe loves Max, and vice versa, if you love someone as deeply as Chloe loves Max, then... There's no doubt, no doubt anywhere in any part of your mind or anyone's mind that you belong together and you should be married. And it struck me, like I said, from the, from the moment of birth, it struck me from the moment of the start of the game and the moment of birth, Chloe and Max were destined for each other. They were supposed to be each other's wives. They were destined to be in each other's hearts, to be in each other's minds, to be in each other's souls for the rest of their life. Now... An interesting situation comes into play when, like I said, when Max moved away. When Max moved up here, Max and her family moved up here to Seattle. Um, through no choice of Max, her family kind of went with it, and she was kind of pushed into the decision because she was the, a young girl, a young age. She was pushed into the decision, and she had to move with her family or be on her, be stranded and be on her own. She moved with her family. And to fill the void, I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain to fill the void, Chloe felt abandoned. Like I said, she has abandonment issues. Chloe felt like at a loss. She didn't know what to do. So she sought comfort the only way she knew how. She found a friend. She found someone she could, well, she found a friend. She found Rachel. Rachel Amber. She found a friend that that gave her what she couldn't get. And I have a feeling that's why not only did she think, and she's right, 
Not only did she think Rachel was gorgeous, and she's right, Rachel is gorgeous. Um, not only did she think Rachel was gorgeous and Rachel was very pretty, but I think she, as a lot of fanfics have pointed out, I don't think Chloe loves Rachel. I don't think the term for Chloe's feelings for Rachel was love. I think she cared about her. I think she cared deeply, deeply for Rachel. I don't think she loved her. I think she loved, like I said, she loved Max, and she was in love with Max. And she cared for Rachel. She cared very, very deeply, as deeply as anyone can. She cared for Rachel. Um, and I think vice versa, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel did care for Chloe. She really cares for Chloe a lot. Um, and I think Chloe's feelings for Rachel, Chloe's um, deep caring and deep heartfelt compassion and caring for, for Rachel was founded on and based on the evidence or based on the fact or the evidence that Max was not there. And because of Max's absence, Chloe didn't have, she didn't get, or she didn't have what was very important to her, was what was necessary for her, for her life, for her sanity, for her to succeed. She didn't have the place in her heart that Max filled. She didn't have that. She, she had a hole in her heart. She didn't, she had that, she didn't have that place in her heart that Max filled. And in Max's absence, there was a hole in her heart and she needed that place to exist. She needed that place filled. And she sought it out in the ways that she knew how. And the only real way that she knew how was Rachel. And so that's, that's, and she clung to Rachel for, I, yes, okay. She clung to Rachel for romantic reasons. But she clung to Rachel because she needed someone to fill the role that Max left abandoned. And the role that Max left abandoned was all these deeply romantic feelings, deep, deep, I want this woman to be my wife. These deep feelings that Chloe had and Max left them abandoned. And Chloe, to exist, Chloe needed them feel, filled. And at that time, the only person who could fill them was Rachel. So she clung to the only thing that she could to fill them. And she developed this connection, this romantic connection, this romantic feelings for Rachel. And yeah, like I said, she's 19. And like I said, Rachel, I believe Rachel was, I believe Rachel was Max's age. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I believe she was 18. And so she clung to the to the things to to the feelings for Max, but directed them at another woman. And it was sure you can argue that it wasn't fair to Rachel that she was getting the feelings reserved for Max. And all these connections where she kissed Chloe kissed Rachel on a on the street. Now, yes, Rachel may have initiated it. Because that's kind of that's the kind of girl she was, kind of promiscuous, kind of the girl she was at that time. But she did kind of initiate it. But Chloe kissed Rachel. That is, that is, those, that is a feeling that that is a love for Max. Her her deep passion and her deep love for Max, and that is that misdirected, misfired at Rachel. 
So Rachel was getting that. And Rachel was, at the age she was at and the time she was at, Rachel wasn't really in in the in the position to be picky. She kind of just wanted to say, she kind of just wanted to go for it. She just, she just wanted, and in some ways in her own mind, in the situation of her own, with her own life, with her dad and her mom, whose name, who, who's, her mom's actual, her real mom, her birth mom's name was, I believe, was Sarah, S-E-R-A, I believe, and someone who listens, someone can comment and correct me if I'm wrong in that respect, but because of her connection to her family, Rachel had holes in herself and holes in her being that weren't filled, and she also sought that in someone else, and she got that in Chloe. Now, she got that any way she could, and she started getting this, she started getting that from Chloe, and she got that any way she could. And she wasn't in a position to be picky or to be choosy about how these feelings were given to her. She just latched on to however they were given to her as quick as she could, and she held on to try not to lose them. And she she kind of latched on to Chloe as 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 she thought she could. She just kind of latched on to Chloe, and she I guess in some respects she was giving Chloe what she thought she wanted. Chloe wanted to kiss Chloe wanted to kiss Max. She wanted to make out with Max. But Max wasn't there. And I think it was a situation of the next best thing. Since Max wasn't there, Rachel was. And Rachel was more than open more than open and willing to do so. And she So she she made out with, with Rachel. She kissed Rachel. So you can say what you want and say what you will about about the choices there but and like I said they were they're 19 Chloe was 19 Rachel and Max were 18 I understand the mindset and that age in life I get all that uh, so they didn't they didn't make the best choices or didn't make they didn't decide what was best and didn't really start with a clear head and given Rachel's background and her family like I said she clung to what she knew and later on, through some, they, I guess they met at a party. She met Nathan, Nathan Prescott, the the devil. Everyone, well, the devil of all is someone, someone ever calls Jefferson, Mark Jefferson. It's this is the only time you'll ever hear me say his actual name. Um, but so he was the real devil, and he was he was he was a serial killer in Arcadia Bay and he threatened a lot of women he killed a lot of women and he killed he didn't directly do himself but he conned and he manipulated uh, Nathan into luring and seducing an impressionable young woman and and a moldable um, deceivable young woman like Rachel into a party where Nathan drugged her, or Nathan, Nathan overdosed her, or OD'd her. And Nathan, because of the OD, Nathan killed Rachel. Now, I think that since Max, Max never knew her, Max never knew Rachel. And she arrived when she came back to Black Hell, she never, she, yeah, she never knew Rachel. So when she came back to Black Hell and ran into Chloe again, 
she she was filled on she got filled into a lot of things who Rachel was and the kind of person she was and she helped Chloe find her she helped Chloe unearth what happened to her what happened to Rachel she helped she helped Chloe find all this and find all these mysteries and Chloe was eternally is eternally grateful to that she was heartbroken because this woman she this woman she cares deeply about like I said she said loved and I don't think that's actually true I really I really I don't think that Chloe loved Rachel I think she cared like I said I think she cared deeply deeply and emotionally for Rachel but I don't think she loved her and I think she was she's heartbroken and she was distraught and destroyed when they found her when she and Max found her and Max has said several times that Rachel sounds like a really cool chick I think that's Max's words she said she thinks Rachel sounds like a really cool person really cool girl and I think Rachel and Max would have gotten along would have gotten along very well I think in the grand scheme of the things that their personalities, I think if you, if you look at their personalities, Rachel is way at one end. Uh, Max is way at the other end of the, the opposite end of the spectrum. And Chloe is somewhere in the middle. There, there are points where, where Chloe's true insides, her true person inside deviates, swings a little closer to Max, Max's side. And there are persons where her out, where her moments where her outgoing aura, her outgoing look, her blue hair, her rebelliousness, the rebellious punk, that kind of thing, her bluishness, her outgoingness, veers closer to Rachel. There are aspects of all that 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 show both of their sides, and I think the sides of Chloe are the well, the sides of Chloe are best represented in the women in her lives. The sides of Chloe are who she who she really is at heart and who she is at home and making a life for people and making a life for herself and her girlfriend and her her future wife, making a life for themselves and her homebody and her, her home person is Joyce, her mother. Um her her, her friend side, her personality, her humor side, her friend, the friendship side, the the loving, caring, doting, devoted, mushy, loyal person is Max. That's her. That's her Max side, um, and that's the side of her that's, that's the strongest that she wants to listen to the most. Um, her rebellious punk, her blue hair, outgoing... I think she's naturally outgoing. Her blue hair, outgoing, kind of rebellious punk side, that's Rachel. And her, her, her life, her behavior, and her, her, her life is best exhibited by the girls in her life, uh, Max and Rachel. Yes, I think Max and Rachel would have gotten along very well. Now, I think there are moments in their lives where 
do I think Max and Rachel would have been jealous? Maybe. I think if anyone was jealous of someone, um, Max would have been jealous of Rachel um, because Rachel filled in the gaps in Chloe's life when Max couldn't and Max wasn't there to do so. Um, she filled she filled the gap. She filled things, the absences in Chloe's life that Max couldn't. Now, would would Max be worried that she would lose Chloe? Probably not. Um, because she wouldn't. She wouldn't ever lose Chloe. I think people who, who talk about issues like that, people who think that Max is afraid that she would lose Chloe isn't the case because if anyone knows if anyone knows a situation like like Chloe's love for Max, they would know Max would never lose Chloe. She would never Chloe would never leave Max ever. Um so that's not a that's not an issue. But what is so the issue, so could Max lose Chloe? No. Max would never be at risk of that. She would never have a situation where that could occur. Um, she would Rachel be jealous of Max? I don't know if I would argue that Rachel would have more to be jealous of than Max would. Rachel is very has Chloe has something with Max that she never had with Rachel. Chloe has something with Max that Chloe doesn't have with anyone else. There are there were moments in their relationship in Chloe and Rachel's relationship. There were moments where Rachel wished what Chloe was saying about Max. Wished how much she could see in Chloe's eyes, how much she was she loved Max. And she didn't she didn't just have this these feelings feelings for her. Rachel could see that Chloe was truly deeply in love with Max. And she could see that. And she felt I guess she she felt a little bad or felt a little I guess jealous that she didn't have that. That she couldn't have that. But would Ra- I think of the two of them, Rachel would be the one to let it go. Rachel would say, you know, I in the long run of the things, I want Chloe is very special to me. Chloe is very special to my heart and special to my person. And I want Chloe to be loved. And I want her to feel love and feel passion. And this is how she gets it. And she gets it from Max. And she gets it through Max. And Max gives it to her. And Max is overjoyed to be that person for her. And she would want, she would, she would try to push. If she couldn't have Chloe, she would try to push Chloe towards Max, and she would help them out. And I think in her in her afterlife, in the afterlife, that's what Rachel wants. And I think looking down on them from above, Rachel wants Chloe to be with Max. She wants them together, and she's doing everything in her power, everything she can do to engineer them together, to bring them closer, to bring them together. She's doing everything within her power to bring that, to make that a possibility. And a lot of the, a lot of the negatives. So 
you can say what you want about Rachel making the choices that she did at that party or whatever brought her closer to Nathan and whatever brought Nathan closer to her. And, but no one, no one, I don't want to say this because I don't want to say that, I don't want to sound like deserves is the wrong term. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Deserves is the wrong term. But no one should feel the kind of pain, the kind of agony, the kind of manipulation that Nathan did, that Nathan did to her. And no one, Rachel should have never lost her life. She, she should have never been manipulated and drugged and killed. She never should have done that. She never should have had been in a position. And a lot of it was due to her own choices to go to that party and to get involved with Nathan and Jefferson. She should have never done that. But, the, you know, it's all hearsay. It's all in the past. You can't rule those things out or you can't take the past back. But certain things shouldn't have occurred the way they did. Right. But, you know, you can't... I couldn't take it back. Now, there are several situations throughout the game where there's an issue of spirit animals. Like, I believe Chloe is the butterfly. Um, they say a lot... Uh, Max is the Blue Jay. They say a lot that Max is the Doe. And because she sees it a lot. She sees a ghostly Doe or spiritual Doe in, in the background. Now, I don't know that Max is the Doe. I think Max might be the Blue Jay. Or Max might be what, another animal. I think Rachel is the, is the Doe. And she comes back, she takes a form where someone can see her, and she appears to the only person who can perceive that form, Max. She knows that if she comes back, because of who, who Chloe is, she knows that if she comes back and she appears to Chloe, Chloe won't believe it, just because of who she is. She appears to Chloe, and Chloe's not the kind of person who believes that kind of thing. And she didn't think that Chloe would believe it, so she appeared to Max. And I think the doe that that Max sees all the time, or spiritually sees all the time, is Rachel. And Max is is seeing the doe guide her through difficult situations and guide her through moments that that test her. And she's seeing this doe make sure she's safe and make sure she's okay. And there's a lot to be said that I think that doe is Rachel making sure that Max is safe. Making sure that Rachel's... Making sure... Sorry. Making sure that Max is safe and Max is okay. So that Max can get back to Chloe. So that Max can get back to Chloe's heart and Chloe's arms. And Max can love Chloe. Because that's... That's what Chloe wants. And Rachel wants that. She wants Chloe to be happy. And she wants... So she appears to Max. Like I said, to the person who can perceive her. She appears to that person and guides that person to Chloe. Guides that person to what will make them happy. And she she just... She just tries to make sure 
She just tries to make sure that that she just sorry. Like I said, the bad negative of recording things live is that you can hear voices in the background and you can't really control what they're saying. So I realized that was recorded. So I apologize for getting that. Uh, that that's like I said. I think that that's what Rachel would want. She would want. Chloe and Max to be together and she would steer them together and there's nothing there's nothing that any that anyone has done or that anyone could have done that would have that would change the situation and Max and uh, Rachel sorry with a different I went to the roll deck of names in my head there that I couldn't come up with the correct one right away so yeah I think that could Rachel have made other choices that wouldn't have led her to Nathan? That wouldn't have led her to lose her life? That wouldn't have led her to the negativity that came her way? Yes, she could have. And a lot of a lot of bad things could have, would have happened from that from that point out. But we can't rehash the past. We can't go back to the past and rehash it again. So would would Rachel, I think Rachel would steer Max and Chloe together. Would, if she were alive, and I want to see fanfics, people who write fanfics, and God bless them. And I want to see people who write fanfics write a fanfic that keeps Rachel, Rachel alive. And that shows her the situations that she would have chosen. And how she would have led her life to that point and how she how she would have steered Max and Chloe together and the kind of person she would have been. And I'm just curious. I'm just curious what what how how everything like that would have turned out. So thank you all for chiming in. Thank you all for listening.